Okay, uh, good morning. Today's daf is daf Lamed Ches. I'm going to go from the top of the first line of daf Lamed Ches. Um, just the Gemara yesterday at the end was just discussing specific foods and whether they have chal or not. The main aspect of those foods which is going to affect our halachas is do they qualify as bread or not. And one of the principles it's based on, we'll see this as we go through the sukya, is, is the type of dough. If it's like dough, uh, more solid, that holds together, then when you bake it, it's bread. If it's very liquidy, and then you bake it, it generally wouldn't be made as bread, it would have been made as a snack. And that's uh, what we often refer to as pasabobakisanin, or pasabobakisanin, and that's only mazonas, but we'll discuss that a bit more. Let's start the Gemara. Amal Abayi, Rav Yosef, Abayi says to Rav Yosef, Hi, Kuvada Ara, this Kuvada Ara, Mamavorchen Olea, what bracha do we say on it? So yesterday we explained Kuvada Ara was they used to take a, they would like hollow out a little uh, hole in the bottom of the oven and fill it with flour and water. It sounds like a very uh, liquidy mixture and just leave it there to bake. It wouldn't bake in the, in the, the normal way. So, <clears throat> so he says, what, you think it's bread? It's just some uh, kneaded substance, some mixture. And you say mazonas on it. Um, yeah, as a, very interesting, the, the, the Gemara, when it comes to Shulchan Aruch, they, they, it comes out, there seems to be a distinction on how liquid, like if it's obviously regular dough is hamotzi, if it's very liquidy, like it seems we're talking about now, then it's mazonas. And if it's in between, like only a little bit liquidy, then it would be, uh, then it would be hamotzi if you bake it in an oven. You treat it like, you make it like bread, then it would be um, hamotzi. Uh, my, yeah, and the reason, as I pointed out, is because it's considered a snack. Mazutra made a meal out of it, and he said, it's before and the three blessing on uh, uh, the three uh, proper benching afterwards. Ravashi says, not only that, you can fulfill the obligation on Pesach, I if you make it. That it that it has the that it's not hummus that it's matzah then it says my timer why lechemoni korinan bay you can it's still considered lechemoni just on this last point um, what would you have you might have thought that since it's generally made as a snack that's not like the way of poor people to have snacks and make things that's uh, I think I feel like snacks are more of a luxury so you might have thought it doesn't qualify as something generally made as a snack doesn't qualify as lechemoni um, comes to teach us that no. It qualifies as lechem ani. Um, yeah, then just, this is very interesting what we're touching on here of this mazonas touches on a whole complicated issue is there are many things that are baked, they are almost like bread, but we treat them as snacks. And it's a broad range. As I mentioned, this is what Shulchan Aruch often refers to as pasapapakistin, but like this isn't exactly one of them, but it's a whole range of foods that are Bread-like, but are generally made as a, as a snack. Uh, don't want to go into all the lists of them, but just for examples, cakes, biscuits, crackers, um, pastries often. All these things are, we would say, mazonas beforehand. And anamichia, brichas achat ben sholosh afterwards. If however you have, and the Mishra Paskins, if however you have 
the amount that would qualify as a meal. Okay, complicated, you can go look in the Mishavura exactly what the, how much it is and, how, and what happens if it's with other food, etc. Then you cover Leo Suda, like we read uh, Mazutra did, and you would have to vas. And uh, you'd have to vas before you eat it. If you, know, if you know you're going to have that much, you vas before it, or as soon as you realize you're going to have that much, you vas. And, so, and then, and so mozi, and then afterwards you bench normally. And that's where, um, that's where some of the discussion around Mazona's bread comes in. It doesn't help if you're having a whole meal, even, I'm not passing, even if it's Mazona's bread, which generally I don't know if it meets the criteria of being Mazona's bread, being Mazona's, even if it reaches the criteria of being a snack, if you're having it as a, with a whole meal, you most likely entered yourself into the case where you'd have to vas on it anyway. It would be the same thing if you're having half a cake. Okay, however much the exact shoes. You're having half a cake, you have to vas on the cake. Um, and then just as a, a note to be aware of, uh, on Shabbos, what's very dangerous in regards to these halafas of brachas, and what gets quite tricky, is uh, brocha. You're going to have uh, some crackers, and then you're going to have some tuna fish, and then you're going to have some... Uh, cake and then you're going to have some of the vegetables and some of this food and some of that food and before you know it you've had a whole uh, meal's worth of food and you should have vast and you have to bench afterwards. So it's actually uh, important to be aware of it. As I said this is all with the Psaq of the Mishnabura. There are other opinions but we definitely should be taking the Mishnabura into account in these halachas. So just uh, something to be aware of. No, so then you don't. This is specifically these items which are theoretically bread, but because they're made for snacks, we, they get downgraded to mazonas and alamichia, but as soon as you have them as a meal, it'll be the same thing someone's having instead of bread, they're having a huge meal, but they're having crackers. It could be the same, then you'd probably have to vas on those crackers. Um, My time, what's the reason? Literally, it's just the sweat of the fruit. It is, it's just moisture. I, we don't view the liquid that's squeezed out of fruit as anything substantial as part of the fruit, and therefore it's shakol. Come on, who's this in, in line with? like the following this is regarding truma. apple wine. Um, it's like autumn grapes, the vinegar made from them. They also don't qualify as regular grapes. The charme peros or any other fruit juice shall truma. That is truma. Rabbi Lazar Machayev Karen Vachomish. Rabbi Eliezer says you Machayev Karen Vachomish. Rabbi Yeshua Poiter and Rabbi Yeshua says you exempt. I, what Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer holds, it's like truma, and therefore if you drink it, you have to pay the coin by mistake. Karen Vachomish. Rabbi Yeshua holds it's not really part of truma. All you've done is stolen truma from the Kohanim and therefore you have to pay him back. But it's not, doesn't qualify as the fruit of truma that you'd have to pay. Karen Vachomish. So, so too, um, out, um, Mar Baravashi is paskiling like Rabbi Yeshua that date honey or any other fruit juice would be Shakol. Um, as I pointed out, Rashi says, There's nothing, no fruit of, for their liquid except olive and, and grapes. And as we learned earlier, you would theoretically say, on grape, on wine, 
But there's a special bracha. And olive oil, we said again, if you're eating it in a way that would obligate you in a bracha, you would say ha'etz on it, because uh, that's what the fruit is for. Um, now this is a big discussion. It seems, the Mishaburah seems to lean that we should say shakol on all fruit juice, but it's a big discussion based on the Rishonim, and it's the, the Mishaburah discusses it a lot. What about fruits that are grown for their, for their fruit juice? Maybe it wasn't common in those days, but nowadays there are many orchards, as I brought an example, uh, um, oranges, there are orchards and orchards of oranges planted specifically for orange juice, um, etc. So what a, um, how to treat those? There's, there are Rishonim who say you should be saying Borei Priya eats on them, because if the fruit's planted for that, how can you say it's not the ikar of the fruit anymore? It's not what the fruit's there for. Um, but uh, you know, I think we seem to have the minag to say Shachol. What's the aloha? What's the brach on trima? It says, What's he talking about when he said trima? So Yosef Ravina came at the rova. Ravina was sitting before Rav, and Omale says to him, When you said trima, which actually means some sort of crushed food, where you're referring to crushed sesame or safflower or grape seeds, since oh, while they were having this discussion, Rova realized what he's asking. And Omalei Khashilta Vadai Komart, you're asking about pressed items in general. I mashed potato, olive um, what's it? Um, olive tapenade, uh, avo, vegetables in general, mashed vegetables in general, that's what you're asking about. I remember what Ravasi told us. You're allowed to take dates of truma and make them into truma. But you can't make beer out of them. And the halacha is that, yeah, sorry, so back to truma. Why? Truma, you're not allowed to destroy, you're not allowed to ruin, you're not allowed to degrade. We see making mashed. Uh, making dates into uh, truma dates into a mashed uh, date uh, date paste would be fine because it's not considered ruining it. So clearly, any mashed food would have that halacha. And uh, but like to make a drink out of it, that would be downgrading it. We'll discuss drinks um, a bit further down at the page, a bit further down the page again. My time. Um, the halacha is regarding dates that you made into trima. You do say brepriates. My timer. They are in still viewed as in the original state. I. Um, is it the, so that that would be the general halacha with mashed things. As long as it's still viewed in its original state, <coughs> then you would say it's original brocha. There's a discussion, what happens if it's totally liquefied? Is it still viewed in its original state? So definitely if it's unrecognizable, if it's liquefied to the degree you have no idea, you can't tell what it is. I'm thinking something along the lines of tomato sauce. Then it would be, uh, then it would be shakol. You don't know what it is, it's probably downgraded into a liquid. Well, if it's made into a liquid, it's definitely shakol. But if it's um, mushed to the degree that you can't recognize it, then we generally say shakol on it. But if it's just mashed, then you would say uh, shakol on it. And you would say bray or if it's relevant, bray
No. The trimmer was just part of our proof. Trimmer was just a... No, no, no. There's two points here. The one is, trimmer you're not allowed to downgrade. So by the fact that you're allowed to mush dates, trimmer dates, we see it's not considered downgrading. And therefore, we want to learn from there that it should have the same... Bro- just as it's not considered downgrading regarding trimmer, it should have the same bracha borepreates. That's what I was pointing out. Um, I don't know if we take truma. I don't remember about fruit and vegetables. I, don't, I think Doris, I think Durabonon we take truma on everything, even tomatoes. But Durabonon, uh, Doris, I don't think so. Why? Oh, out of truma, yeah, theoretically then. If it's truma, tomatoes, you couldn't make tomato sauce out of them. If you say that it's unrecognizable as tomatoes anymore. Um, Shtisa, what's the halacha regarding Shtisa? This is... Yeah, regular tomatoes, you can make what you want. There's just the issue in destroying and ruining truma. So to also to take truma grain and make, as we'll see, uh, whiskey or beer or something out of it would also be considered downgrading and ruining it. Um, shtisa, what's the halacha regarding shtisa? Shtisa, is, it's like roasted flour kernels that are mixed with like oil and honey. So it's like a grain-based... Uh, Mixtures so Rav Omar Hakol Shakol Miyabit Varosh Mul Omar Abraham Name Zonas. Rav says you say Shakol and Shmuel says you say Abraham Name Zonas. Omar Rav says the below Pligi Rav says I don't think they're arguing. This is where it's a thick mixture and here's where it's liquidy, more like a drink. Ava Lachila of Delay. When it's made thick, it's for eating and therefore Rav, that's why Rav says you say Boreim, that's why Shmuel says you say Boreim Name Zonas. And Racha lerefuka of delay. If it's liquidy, if it's made liquidy, then it's for a fur, and that's why you would say shakol near bidvaro. Mosiv Rabbi Yosef is shovin sheboshin esash shosus b'shabbos. Both agree that you can. Again, this is a mishnah, but everyone agrees that you can mix the shosus is shetisa on Shabbos. So you can make the liquidish this on Shabbos. There's the Isra on Shabbos to knead things together, to blend like making dough. But the, so the thick one you would not be that you might not be allowed to because that's a thick mixture that would fall into the category of like making dough. Um, lush, the one of the thirty nine malachas. But the liquidy one you can. And you also allowed to drink Zisum uh, Mitri, this uh, sort of laxative that they used to have. Now, if you held that the reason you say Shakol on Shtitsa is because it's for a fool, well, then how would you be allowed to have it on Shabbos? Again, there's another issue. The rabbis came along and said anything that's for a fool, again, obviously not where you need it. And not where don't go into the complicated halachas of refuah b'shabbos, um, where you need it, where it's uh, where you uh, obviously if you're dangerously ill, but even if you're very ill, then there's more leniencies. But we don't just take me- uh, medications and stuff. There's exera you might come to grind to make the to make the um, the medication, and therefore if the zisum, this sorry this shtisa, this liquidy shtisa was made for refuah, how could you be allowed to mix it? On take and drink it on Shabbat. So I'm an Abaya, Ma'atlo Tisbara. Do not hold what's not we learned in our Mishnah. Call call ha oichlin oichel adam lerefuah b'Shabbos. Anything that is eaten, you can take for a on. You can eat for a on Shabbos. For cholam mashkin shoyse and all drinks you can drink. Ela ma'is loch la meimar. 
So what you're going to say, you'll see, assume the guy's having it for eating. So to here, you'll assume that the person's having it to eat. Lishna a very similar version. You're just going to say that the person's having it to eat, <coughs> and it is automatically acting as a refuah. And so to here, it's uh, for refuah. Now, say one second. Um, yeah, basically, what the um, what we're battling with here is there's a there's a that obviously, if it's food, you're allowed to take it on Shabbos. You're allowed to eat food on Shabbos. The classic example, chicken soup. Got a bit of a cold, so you want to have some chicken soup? You're allowed to have it on Shabbos because everyone eats chicken soup. It doesn't fall into the category of med- medication. What about for refuah? What happens if it's something, I don't know, um, that people only have for refuah? Kosara. So that would be also to have on Shabbos because that's medication. What about something that's sometimes for both? Or leans more to the side of for refuah? And that's, uh, that's where we're touching on. So we'll, we'll, it will clarify after the next line. But Shrikha the Rav, or Shmuel, Rav and Shmuel, we need Rav and Shmuel's teaching. Why the Imei Hai, if only from the case of drinking, I would have thought that um, his intent is for a fua. Sorry, his intent is to eat it. <coughs> And the refuah comes automatically. Here, our case of shtisa seems to be primarily for refuah. He should not say a bracha. So it comes to teach us that since there is hanor from it, it, there is a bracha. So what's the answer? There's two different aspects we're discussing. What, what's considered a fuah on Shabbos? And what prophet do you say on something that's for a fuah? Is this shtisa mutar to drink on Shabbos because it's primarily for a fuah? People, it seems people do drink it once in a while, but most, most, most times people have it as refuah. Or, and that's the one uh, question that we're touching on. And the second question is, do you say a broch on something that's primarily for a fuah? We learned earlier on in the Masechta that if it's for a refuah, then you don't say a brocha on it. You only say it when you're doing it to eat. So what about something like shtisa that is primarily for eating? One second, one second. Let's just uh, get this clear. So, so for Shabbos, we actually come out that only if it is exclusively for refuah would it be a problem. As soon as people do have it for other food, then he's allowed to take it on Shabbos. And the reason is because on Shabbos, for it to classify as a refuah that falls under the xayra that you're not allowed to have, it has to be something that is clearly done for refuah. So even if you take something that's not normally done for refuah, but do something that people only do for refuah, I don't know, take, uh, take honey and put it on their skin. Oh, you only take honey and put it on your skin for a burn. Okay, that would be awesome. Um, but to have honey in hot water... 
even though most people are only going to have honey and hot water to uh, soothe a sore throat, that uh, people, it's a sort of thing people would have, so maybe it would not be a refu and you could have it on Shabbos. It's got to be hekert, clearly for Shabbos. Whereas when it comes to the brocha, and then regarding the brocha, well now it's granted you're allowed to have it on Shabbos, it doesn't fall into the gzaira. Maybe it's still, since it's primarily for refu, it should be, you don't say a brocha on it. So that's what Rav and Shmuel are coming to teach us. And no, Shtisa, or Rav, who said it's Sheakol, the liquidy Shtisa is Sheakol, you should say, you do say a brocha. Now what's the reason, if it's for a fuah? Because you also enjoy it, and you also get benefit from it. Tosus used the phrase, Mishane, um, and therefore as soon as you're enjoying what you're having, then you should say a brocha and get benefit from it, as long as it's not exclusively for medication, then you would say a brocha. Yeah, just one further point. There's a very interesting machlokes here. What's the reason you're saying shakol on the shtisa? Is it because it's primarily for refua? You're not having it as food. If you're having it as food, it should be mazonas, but you're primarily having it as refua, so therefore it's downgraded. Or is the reason because it's a drink? Do you see the difference? And that would have major ramifications in other halachas regarding food that's made into a drink. Um, yeah. So, um, Tosfos and Rabbeinu Yonah basically learn that any time something's made into a drink, it's downgraded and it's shakol. So, just the comments on beer, whiskey, I mean, like we saw by fruit juice, Tosfos discusses it in two places on this uh, page, but the one is up above when we discuss fruit juice. So he says, Any any drink from any uh, fruit juice, made from any produce, except for wine and olive oil, etc., would be a shakol. And he says that even according to Rav and Shmuel that say anything that has, we learned earlier on the page, anything that has any amount of the five grains in it is mezonos. So whiskey, beer, etc. should be mezonos. It has some of the five grains in it. He says, His first reason is that no, a beer doesn't have actual barley in it, it's just the taste drawn out of it. It has a better way, an improved, uh, a better thing that the barley is made, that the wheat is, or the barley or anything is made for, and that's bread. We saw this principle earlier, when something's um, made for not its primary purpose, it goes down to shakol. And then, anything made as a drink, you should say shakol. And that's uh, that's Tosus's principle. He touches it at um, it touches it at the bottom uh, in the the bottom Tosus as well. Um, but that would be uh, that's an important uh, thing to remember. Tosus's uh, principle that anything as made as a drink would be shakol. An interesting twist on that is in Islam, if it's made as a food then maybe it should be uh, a proper bracha. Well, I don't want to say a proper bracha, a more specific bracha. What would be an example of that? Soup. We always say shakol on soup because it's a drink, it's liquidy.
but there might be many scenarios where we should. Or you can actually argue, what defines something as a drink? Something that you have for thirst. And anything you're having for enjoyment, like not for thirst, but specifically for enjoyment, maybe should be classified as a food. And you can ask, then, then you can go back to the whiskey question. No one has uh, whiskey because they're thirsty. At least I don't know many people who have, that's quite scary if someone's having whiskey because they're thirsty. Um, but that's, you don't have whiskey because you're thirsty. You have it to satiate, relax, enjoy. Um, so then maybe whiskey should actually be um, uh, mazonas if it's made from wheat or some other brocha. I mean, just enough, as we saw, Tosso said three reasons why you say, don't say uh, mazonas on this, on the shtisa. So maybe whiskey would fall into the other categories, but it's uh, something interesting to think about. Um, whiskey, maybe we should be saying, uh, we should be saying a, a different brocha, but I mean, mazonas on it. Okay, yeah, sorry, Matt. Yeah, so first it's not clear whether we say psikresha by Durabonans, but even if we do, here's the opposite way round. Because what would be the psikresha, the, the issue of psikresha would be I'm taking cough syrup because I love the taste. So there you're having something, you're, you're um, doing it for, for achila, but the psikresha is going to be for a fua. So that would be that would be a psikresha, but this is the opposite way round. Here you're actually having it for a fuah. So how can you say Adam is going? Yeah. Um, let me give you. I'll just give you the classic case of psikresha. Uh, one of the classic examples in the Gemara. You drag in a bench. That's Adam is going. You want you want to sit. That the bench is in the sun, and you want to sit in the shade. So you move the bench to the shade. It might make a furrow in the in the flower bed or whatever, and then you've dug a hole or, or plowed whatever issue you've done. Um, but since it might or might not have it, it's Anamis Kaven, Rabbi Shimon rules it's mutar. However, he agrees if it's a he- heavy bench or something that is definitely going to make a furrow, that's a psik ratio. I Again, I'm doing it for a mutar reason. Again, here's the key point. You're doing it for a mutar reason. I'm doing it to move the bench into the shade. You're allowed to move a bench into the shade. It's not one of the 39 malachas. But since it's definitely going to leave a mark, uh, leave, uh, dig a hole, then it's a psik ratio and it would be awesome. That's the opposite here, because here you're doing, you're doing the Isra on purpose, you're having it for a fua. It's just since you already have it for, um, for Achille. But again, let's not, we don't have to get caught up in Sikratia. The definition of something that's also for a fua is something that's exclusively for a fua. But so it doesn't have, you don't have to come on to Sikratia here. But even if you do come on to Sikratia, I don't think it falls into that criteria. It, 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 it doesn't work in that discussion. Okay, let's go in Shalapas. We mentioned on uh, bread you say Hamotzi. What is the exact bracha? Is it hamotzi or moitzi? Do you have the hay or not? So everyone agrees that if you say, if you say the bracha is moitzi without the hay, then um, it means brought forth in past tense. 
who brought bread forth from the ground. Where do we see this alluded to in the Mimitraim, Hashem took them, God took them out from Egypt. This is in uh, Bamidbar, so it's long after Hashem speaking about taking them out, he's took them out in the po- uh, took you out in the past. Keep ligi behamoitzi. It's a machloikes in hamoitzi. Rabbanon savri hamoifik to afik mashma. Rabbanon hold hamoitzi is also in past tense. Dirsiv as it's written. Hamoitzi lechem. Hamoitzi lechom ma'im mitzur chalomish. He took water out from the stone for you. He brought forth water from the stone for you. Rabbi Nechemia savri hamoitzi de mafik mashma. Um, Hamoitzi is present tense or future tense. Why? Shenema is the possible sense. Hamoitzi eschem mitacha sivlois mitraim, who will, who is taking you out, who will take you out, is bringing you out from the uh, the workload of mitraim, the burden of mitraim, the yoke of mitraim. So what do we? So what's the machlokes again? Just uh, let's just read one more thing. But Rabbanon, who are what the Rabbanon going to do with this pasuk? Hamoitzi eschem mitachas sivlos mitraim, which tells us sounds like it's Hamoitzi is present tense. Hashem is taking you out, who's bringing you out of mitraim. Now hachik omer lehu kud shabrichu leYisrael. This is what Hashem was telling Yisrael. Kach mafkine lehu when at kad so kad mafkine lehu when at bring you out from Egypt. Avdina lehu milse kiyachid diyada da anahu daafkis. I'm going to do it in a way that you know that it's definitely me who took you out of Mitraim. Receive as it's written, your God who is taking you out. So there's two ways of reading that. So again, the Machlokes here, the primary Machlokes is we need to say the Brocha, which means that Hashem brought bread out from the ground. The question is, does Hamoitzi convey that? Moitzi definitely conveys past tense. Question is Hamoitzi, and it's based on how to understand this pasuk. Hamoitzi etchem itachasivlos mitraim. Rabbi Nachemia says that means who is taking you out of mitraim. So you can't pick up a loaf of bread and say who Hashem is taking you out of the ground. No, the bread's been disconnected from the ground many, many stages ago, and. And the rabbis come along and say, no, you're misunderstanding that pasuk. Hashem is actually telling them out of He says, I'm going to take you out of Mitraim in a way that you'll know that it was me who brought you out of Mitraim. Who in the past tense brought you out of Mitraim? Um, interesting question. What, what aspect of your tears Mitraim clarified that it was Hashem that brought them out as opposed to, I guess, any angel, any other God or any other power or maybe and just just natural just just happened that we were finally able to uh, escape our slavery and what was the key point that uh, triggered that awareness that they know it's Hashem okay different discussion but here we see it's a Moisi now Mishtab Chinlay Rabbanu the Rebbe Zaira is We refer, don't we say that by Makas Bukharas? So maybe you want to say that Makas Bukharas would be the defining fact. I'm not, I don't want to go into it now, but it's uh, something to do about what Hashem says I'm going to take out of Mitzrayim in a way that you know it's me. Maybe it's the whole story, all ten plagues, etc. What, what is that? It's okay. But let's carry on. It says, Meshtab Chilei, Rabbonin le Rebbe Zaira, is Barav Zvid, Achved Rebbe Shimon Barav Zvid, to Aram Gorolu, Obaki Babrochos Havei. The Rabbis were telling Rabbi Zaira how great the son of Rav Zvid is, and that he's an expert in brachas. When he comes, when, he, when next time you, he visits, bring him to me. 
So they brought, he went, he came and Rabbi Zaira served him bread. He started and he said, You're coming along and telling me that this guy is an expert in brachas. If he would have said, He would have taught me two things. He would have taught me to understand that pasuk. And he would have also taught me that the halach is like the rabbon and that you say ha-moitzi instead of moitzi. He says, Elo do'ama moitzi, ma'kam ha-shmanani. He says, moitzi, what doesn't take a great chokhom to do an option that you fulfill according to everyone, but he have it. He says, but this barav's vid's motivation was to avoid the machloikes. So it comes out very interesting, the machloikes, Rabbi Zaira and barav's vid, is what's preferable here. To avoid machloikes, I, according to all opinions, if you say moitzi, you definitely fulfill the bracha. If you say hamotzi, according to Rabbi Nachemia, you don't fulfill the bracha. So he held that was preferable. On the other hand, Rabbi Zaira held, if the halacha is hamotzi, you should much rather do it in a way that teaches the chidush. To teach the new idea. Um, not, no, not only teach the new idea, the bracha should be done in the way that tells us the most. The bracha must, I guess, enlighten us to Hashem and the, what we're saying it on in the most clear, distinctive way. And that's what he held was uh, preferable. The hilcha saw hamoitzi lechem in Aretz. The halacha is to say hamoitzi lechem. Aretz the kaimelon karabonon to amri the afik mesh, the afik mashmei, because we establish it like the rabbonon who says it also means past tense. Tosfos point out. He says, um, but. What's the, what's the added, what is, I mean, even so, so we see there's an added advantage in saying hamotzi. But why? At the end of the day, just say moitzi and you fulfill your obligation according to everyone. So why is that locha that you, that you say hamotzi? So he points out very interesting from the Yishomi. He says, because you don't want to get mixed up in the letters and say, Elokeinu melech ha'olam moitzi. Rather, because remember we learned Pakriyashma, when the letter, when the word ends with the letter and starts with the letter, you often join them together. You'd say, Lechemoitzi, say it as one word. So rather say, um, um, sorry, not Haolam, not Lechemoitzi, Haolam Hamotzi, because then you're definitely going to say it as two separate words. So that's why Tosfo says it comes, that's why it's so much more preferable. Bring from Yisham, why it's so much more preferable to say it, why it's more preferable to say it. as hamotzi, and um, he says, oh, but what about later on in the bracha we say hamotzi lechem min ha'aretz? We run into the same trouble. He says, okay, that's based on a posuk, so we're not going to change it. But where possible, you have a choice of saying ha'olam moitzi or halom ha'olam hamotzi. Definitely say hamotzi because you get a question. And he says, therefore, that's why when you're saying a bracha on bread, there's a special halacha. I don't know if it comes up in the setter, but when you're saying food, you should hold it in your right hand. He's saying a bracha on a food cake, it's soup, hold it, the spoon in your right hand, etc. Um, I always wondered, actually, didn't, I meant to clarify, but what happens if it's when you eat with a knife and fork, then the food's held in your left hand? Maybe let's put it down, put the knife down and put it back. Okay, but otherwise you hold the food. By bread, you're supposed to hold it with all ten fingers. And Tos will say the reason for that is because there are ten, um, there are ten, words, in the, there are ten words in the Pasuk of... Which this bracha is based on. So he says an allusion to that possible because you hold it with ten fingers. The many other droshes is that there's ten steps to bring the bread from the ground to the finished product. 
10 of the, I think it's 10 of the 39 malachas, if I remember correctly. So there are different reasons why I hold them with 10 fingers, but Tosas is interesting enough, bring it's, uh, it's to do with 10 fingers, I'm holding uh, um, to remind us of the posset that the bracha is based on. Okay, Ktani, on vegetables, we said you say, we contrast vegetables to pass. Just as bread, which is, ch- as, is changed by the fire, so to your rockers that are changed by the fire, I, you would still say Borei Priyadama. Omar Ravna Mishmeita Abaya Zoysa Meresh Shlakos Mavarchim Aleyam Borei This teaches us that cooked vegetables, Shlakos means cooked vegetables, you say Borei Priyadama. Dorash Rav Chizda Mishumra Rabbeinu Umanu Rav. Rav Chizda said in the name of Rabbeinu, who's Rabbeinu? Rav. Shlakos Mavarchim Aleyam Borei Priyadama. He says you say Borei Priyadama cooked vegetables. V'Rabbo Seina Yordim Eretz Yisrael. And our sages who came down from Eretz Yisrael, Umanu, who's that? Ula. Mishmeid Rabbi Yochanan, Ule in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Omar, Shalkuz Mavorchim Alem, Shakom Yebidvora, says, No one cooked vegetables, you say Shakom Yebidvora. Vani Omer, I say, I don't think it's a machloik, it's Kol Shetrilosa, Brepri Adama, Shloku, Shakom Yebidvora. If on the raw vegetable you would say Shakom Yebidvora, on Brepri Adama, then when you cook it, you downgrade it, so you say, Shakom Yebidvora. The Kol Shetrilosa, Shakom Yebidvora. Anything that you would say, shakol nyebid varo, if you were eating it raw, shalka, if you cook that vegetable, borei priyadama, you would say borei priyadama. Bishleim akol shetchilosa shakol nyebid varo, shalka, borei priyadama, mishkachas lo, ah, I can think of lots of examples of vegetables that start off as shakol and only when you cook it becomes borei priyadama. For example, Karava, Vasilka, Vakro, I mean, I don't know if we necessarily agree with examples, but cabbage, beets, and pumpkin, you know, you can add probably potato to that list. You don't eat raw pumpkin. So you would say, if you were eating it raw, you'd say, Shakol. It's not the way. But when you cook it, then you say, Brebirama. Ella, Kolshet, Chilos, and Brebirama, Shaloku, anything that starts off as Arama that you cook, Shakol. Hechi, Mishkachas, Lo, what would be a case where it's Shakol? So, Omer, Amnachum, Vayitzchak, Mishkachas, Lo, but Tumay, Vakresi, we find that with garlic and leeks. It seems that they stand alone. They're preferable to be eaten raw, and therefore if you cook them, you'd say shahakol. You'd say bread priyadama if you would eat them standalone, and shahakol if you would eat them uh, cooked. I can't think of uh, other examples, but lettuce would be something like that. Um, Carrots, I'm not sure. You have carrots in soup and you have carrots raw. They're good both ways. And that's how we, we that is basically how we do Paskin. We're going to discuss it a bit more in the Gemara. But basically, we discuss the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. If it's something that's normally eaten raw and you don't really cook it, then if you, you'd say Arama on the raw state and Shakol on the cooked state. If it's something that you don't eat raw, pumpkin, potato, etc., then when you cook it, you say Arama. If you do eat it raw, you say Shakol. If it's eaten both ways, then you would say harama both ways. Cucumbers. You cucumber, yeah, you wouldn't. Cucumbers. So cucumber, again, cucumber you wouldn't normally um, cook. So you would say harama if you eat them raw. If you roast a cucumber, you would probably you'd say shakol. Um, Dorash Ram Nachman Mishum Rabbeinu Ram Nachman expounds the name of Rabbeinu Manu who's our who's Rabbeinu Shmuel Shlokos Mavorchem Alei Brei Priyadama Vachavreinu Ayodim Meretz Yisrael Manu Ule Mishmei Rabbi Yochanan Omar Shlokos Mavorchem Alei Shekol Nebid Varo He brings in the name of Shmuel that you say Harama um, if they cooked on veg- cooked vegetables you say Harama and in the name of Ule in the name of Rabbi Yochanan you say 
שהכל נהיה בדברו. ואני אומר במחלוקת שינוי, אני אעשה את זה בייסט על הפולואים מחלוקת. אני לא כמו כאילו רב חיסדו רוצה לדפרנציאט ולהגיד שזה באמת לא מחלוקת, אני חושב שזה מחלוקת בייסט על הפולואים. וצנן, אז נראה, 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 broken up. Rabbi Yossi Oymer, Yossi Baroki Kashura, Loba Mavusha, Rabbi Yossi comes along and says, no, you can for full worth soaked matzah, but not cooked matzah. Again, as long as it hasn't, even cooked matzah, cooked matzah, you can't fulfill the obligation, even if it hasn't dissolved. And this is the same as vegetables. He says, we see he's holding that cooking something completely changes it. Because again, you can, if you have soggy matzah because it's been soaked in water, you can fulfill your mitzvah of matzah with it. But if you've cooked it in water, you can't fulfill your mitzvah of matzah with it. So he says, because cooking changes, one day, because cooking changes the process. Um, comes along, and then he's comparing that. He's saying that's the same as the, that's same as the, by vegetables. You cook vegetables, that's a completely new food. And therefore you would say, shakol on it. Um, you, you want to say this is a, against the, the, the concept of gabrox that you can't uh, can't uh, soak your mat. Yeah. Um, says but that's not so. The The reason Rabbi Yossi says cooking the matzah makes you not able to fulfill your mitzvahs because you need to taste the matzah. But yeah, Rabbi Yossi would agree. It has to have the taste of matzah to fulfill the obligation of matzah. Therefore, if you cook it, it's not going to have that, that taste anymore. And therefore, you would not fulfill the obligation. Omer Rebichir Barabba, Omer Rebi Yochanan. Rebichir Barabba said in the name of Rebi Yochanan. I take note of this Rebi Yochanan that we've been discussing. Shalkos, Mavorchem Aleim, Barei Priya Adama. You say Barei Priya Adama on Shalkos. Rebi Binyomi Bar Yefes, Omer Rebi Yochanan. Rebi Yomi Bar Yefes in the name of Rebi Yochanan. Shalkos, Mavorchem Aleim, Shalkon Yebit Voro. On cooked vegetables, you say Shalkon Yebit Voro. Omar Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak Kova, Ule Leshivushtoi Karebi Binyomim, Bar Yefes. Rav Nachman says, Ule based his mistake of what he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan on Rav Binyomim Bar Yefes. Again, Ule, throughout the sugya, Ule is reported in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that you say, Shehakol on cooked vegetables. We just quoted Rabbi Chir Bar Abba, that Rabbi Yochanan, again, it's all in what Rabbi Yochanan said, you say, Berei Priyanaman cooked vegetables. And Rahman says, yeah, Ula got mixed up. He heard it in uh, Rav Binyomim Bar Yefes' name and he repeated it over but till, the, till, the, till he thought that Rabbi Yochanan had actually said it. Now, Tohi Bei Rabbi Zaira. Lechi Ma'inian Rabbi Binyomim Bar Yefes Eitzah Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. Rabbi Zaira was quite bewildered that they said this as a machloikes. In what did Rabbi Yochanan hold when it's... Like, how can we compare Rabbi Binyamin Bar Yefes compared to Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba? We're going to give um, four reasons why he says like this. But basically, Rabbi Zaira is a, a little bit um, saying, if we have a teaching of Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, and a teaching of Rabbi Binyamin Bar Yefes in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, it's not even a machloikas in what Rabbi Yochanan holds. We'd follow Rabbi Chiyah Bar, Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba. As we're going to see the reasons now, but we don't take Rabbi in, in, in contrast to Rabbi Chibar Abba. So they all teaching it as a machloikis and what Rabbi Yochanan holds, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. 
because we wouldn't even bring in Rebbe Chiyabar Yefes if it was against Rebbe Chiyabar Abba. As we're going to see, this. why? Rebbe Chiyabar Abba died for Gomash Maisem Rebbe Yochanan, Rabbi Rebbe Yomayis Rebbe Chiyabar Abba was very, very particular and precise in the teachings he learned from Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Binyomi Bar Yepes was not so particular, precise. For other second reason, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba called this Binyomi Maharit Tamura Kamed Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Rabbi Chia Bar Yepes Loi Maharer. Every thirty days, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba would revise what he had learned before Rabbi Yochanan is Rabbi to check that he had got it all right, and Rabbi Binyomi Bar Yepes didn't have that practice. So these are. Um, so these are two reasons why, regardless of logic, we should be fa- regardless of the actual halacha, we would only listen to what Rabbi Chia Bar Abba says in the name of his Rebbe and not Rabbi Binyamin Bar Yefes. Says, "Vaod uh, um, and further Bar Mintin or Var Mintin doesn't matter who says it. Tahu Turmisa there's this type of bean that I would cook seven times and would get very sweet and they'd eat it as like a dessert as dessert it came and they asked Rabbi Yochanan, what's the halacha? what brocha do you say? and he said okay, this is a thing that has been cooked seven times I'm very 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 well cooked and what did Rabbi Yochanan say? He said, Bari So it doesn't matter who actually told us what. We have another incident where we know Rabbi Yochanan Paskin Bari Priyadama. And a fourth reason, for Odom Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, Ani Roisis, Rabbi Yochanan, Sheachol Zayis Maliach, Ubarach Olea, Tchila Vasov. I saw Rabbi Yochanan eat salted olives, and he said the brocha before and afterwards. Now, salted olive, an olive that has been stored in salt, has the same din as a cooked olive. That's this. Now, what does it mean he said a bracha tchilo v'sof? He says, He omar pishlai mishal kol spil misahu kamayu b'tchilo v'varuch lo b'repriyayi tzvila sov m'varuch lo b'richa achas v'hain shalosh. It makes sense if you watch, what's the chidosh of telling us Rabbi Yochanan said a bracha before and after? Must be he's telling us, he said b'repriyayi ate before, and what we call ala eats, al priya eats, um, Afterwards, why? If you hold that vegetables do not retain their bracha, before it, what bracha would he say afterwards? As you're going to see, there's an opinion in the Gemara late coming up, um, it's about five daft time, there's an opinion that you don't say an after bracha on vegetables. On uh, certain, on, sorry, you only say borain and fashos on uh, egg and meat. So you wouldn't say it on an olive that had been cooked unless you hold that it's retains its original form and it's actually Allah eats Valpriya eats. says no, no, maybe it is saying you say and what's it based on? The teaching on the other opinions that you do say. I mean that's how we Paskin. It was very hard for me to work out this Gomorrah because we Paskin we take for granted that on all things you say um, all food, vegetables, etc. you say but they his assumption was Rabbi Yochanan would not say it would hold like the opinion that you know, says maybe Rabbi Yochanan holds like the opinion that you do on a vegetable. So olives, so this olive that was salted, we have no proof either way for Rabbi Yochanan because it could be that, oh, he said, ah, he said, Brapria eats because even though it's considered cooked, it's considered in its, it's considered its good form and you would still say, ha ate and you'd say, ala eats afterwards or it could be that Rabbi Yochanan said, jackal because it's been cooked, it's been ruined like any vegetables. Okay, but we still had three reasons why we should follow Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. Um, Mosiv Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel Yorokosh Adam Yotzei Bemidei Chavosah Be Pesach Yotzei Behem 
The vegetables that you're allowed to use for maror on Pesach, you can fulfill your obligation with the leaves and the stalks of them. But you can't have them cooked or uh, uh, sorry, pickled or soaked, or cooked. I think shlukim is well cooked and mevushalim is, uh, is, is regularly cooked. If you hold that cooking vegetables is still considered in the original form that you can say, in, or in the same level that you can say, then why can't you use cooked maror? Why don't you have to have raw maror? Again, cooking maror, she would have the same alocha. So he says, shiny awesome, like says, no, there, there, again, the reason is because you need the taste of maror and you don't have that. But with potato, the din, a tasty potato is that a potato that's been cooked, or even one that's half half. Um, what makes it, a cook doesn't, it's not about the flavor so much as is it considered the original fruit. Of vegetable. Just a side question: How could Rabbi Yochanan say he said he said a bracha before and a bracha after on this olive? He had the salted olive, but he said a bracha before. Okay, so sorry. Let's just sum up the last sugya, and that is, as I mentioned, the summary earlier. We generally say on cooked vegetables, especially if that's how they often or normally had. You definitely say bracha That's how we paskin. Um, I guess we thought Rabbi Chia Bar Abin. Why would we follow Rabbi Yomim Bar Yefes? In contrast to Rabbi Chia Bar Abin, is not a machlokas. Almost like Shammai and Hillel, Shammai is not a machlokas. So we're saying almost a similar thing. I mean, for the very different reasons, but that would be the thing. Now, Gemara just wants to challenge, and we'll end off on this last. Uh, no, you're right. I think we better leave it here for today, and we'll finish. How could Rabbi Yochanan say an after bracha on an olive? Isn't it too small?